Yeah. All right, hold on. I got to blow my nose real quick. Right back. Keep all this recording, though. Why do I even bother doing I'm also going to rinse my bowl. I don't know why I bother doing a rundown. Because we just do this I got for that ball 10 minutes. It. You don't want that to stick to the side of the bowl. You got a real situation on your hands. You know the way you want to see behind the scenes on some things? You got to scrub the bowl with like the, the tough part of the sponge. This is not one it's of those shows. You got to rinse out your dishes so you don't have to do more work later. Sometimes I'm keeping the pot going by screaming this. You want to know what Bradley Whitford did in the, behind the scenes in the West Wing with Martin Sheen and all them. You don't want to know what we're doing. This is what we're doing. Gotta make sure this stays in. This is better than the time he went to the toilet, at least. Tack this on the back end of the Allen Iverson thing. It'll be our best material yet. Subscribers on subscribers. See? Pod never ended. Seamless. Yo. We have breaking news. What? Very, very important breaking news. The return of a great, great quarterback. He was Nathan Peterman before Nathan Peterman. Nick Foles is starting in Philadelphia. Nick Foles is back? Yeah, Carson Wentz is hurt. Um, I have an interesting theory on Carson Wentz now, though. This is his back injury. Has had has had a back injury. He has a back injury. He came out of college with a wrist injury. He started off his preseason with a ribs injury. He tore his ACL in his second year. During his rookie year, he had an elbow problem. Carson Wentz, style of play, might not last in the NFL. Mmm. Might be Lamar Jackson-ish. Lamar, I can't even say that properly. Lamar Jackson-ish, even though Lamar Jackson can last. Lamar Jackson's not hurt. There you go. What Kaepernick? <laughs> no, he's not back. He should be back. <laughs> that's, that's not, they, made, they made up a player named Josh Johnson who's not real. Josh like, Johnson is I I bad. I joked when uh, bad. Says bad. When, when they talked about when he wasn't said, in the. It wasn't. It's not. It's not that he didn't throw a pass in the NFL for seven years because he's too good. They're worried that he's too good. He right? might have. Uh, <laughs> Josh Johnson was the guy I used as a joke. When this came out originally and said they weren't going to hire Kaepernick, or sign Kaepernick, and then like an hour later they signed Josh Johnson. It was like you just signed the worst version of Kaepernick. That's just to, to make oh. a point of all of your. He doesn't fit the system. He's not our side of quarterback, and you signed a guy who is exactly the same side of quarterback. Yeah, just a lot worse. This yeah. oatmeal is amazing, by the way. Yeah, I was going to point out Jade. He's the one oh. making noises, not me. Oh. I'm gonna love up here with that oatmeal. I can't brown even sugar. textures now. Oh, Oatmeal and porridge. sugar. One of the best soups you can eat. Do you have Weetabix in America? A who? Weetabix. Who's he play? What is he, an uh, offensive lineman? He has a cereal. Not is a that soup. a linebacker? Wait, inside linebacker? Is it Mike? Is it Mike linebacker? Yes, Weetabix. He lays heavy hits. Weetabix is like just oats and wheat packaged together. So it's not uh, soggy and horrible. So it gets rid of all that texture stuff you get with porridge and... An oatmeal from whatever else you have. You know what's weird about the Tri-Counties Bank mug? That thing that everyone I, knows about. Uh, well, there are people that are watching us on video when you clip this. Uh, the weird thing about the Tri-Counties Bank mug is I've never been to Tri-Counties Bank. I don't know where it is. I don't know where I got this from. But I've had it for like six years. And I don't know why. I don't know who I stole it from. I, I certainly didn't get it from the bank. I don't do even know have, if the um, bank is real. 
This might be a whole like bank heist thing gone wrong. They stole the mug as they were bringing the money out of the bank. It fell on the ground. I picked it up and just thought, cool mug? I don't know. Like I, That doesn't sound like something I do, but it, how else did I get this Tri-Counties bank mug? I have four pint glasses in my house, and I've never bought a pint glass in my life. But when you throw parties... Steal shit. No, I don't steal any of them. But when you throw parties years ago, people bring pint glasses, and they forget them. And you just keep them. It's not stealing. It's reclaiming something that's left on your property. I had a friend who used to leave with, like... It was back when, back when I was super poor, not just mildly poor like I am now. I know it's a sick brag. Uh, but back when I was super poor, we'd go to like Fridays a lot, TGI Fridays. You know what that is? I know what it is. I've never been there. It's so bad. It's so disgusting. It's like just disgusting. Just awful. It's You're like really a low rent, it. it's, it's a low rent version of Applebee's, which is a low rent version of everything else. So Do they sell Weetabix? It's, it's basically, it's the Josh Johnson of, of restaurants. That's what it is. So, so we would go and you could get like, like big beers for cheap and like, you know, all these like two for 20 or oh, here's a thousand course meal for $9, you know, stuff like that. Um, and so my friend would always, she would always steal the giant beer glass. She would drink the beer. She would go to the bathroom, rinse it out, stuff in her purse. She had like nine of those things. Like it was just, I just don't understand the the theft. The, I don't understand the, like it was the thrill of it. I don't know. I don't get it. I understand it. I don't understand taking the giant one because I had a friend who used to just take her uh, her wine glass and just pop it into her purse and just walk out. And sure. just like, it's a, it's a wine glass fine. I understand that. You want to have a bunch of wine glasses at home. You don't want to no, pay for them. No, 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 not it's a wine glass fine. I understand why you would no, steal that No, I understand why restaurant. you would take it. That's I'm not, not saying a, I understand that it's a good thing. I understand that why you would take that and have bring it home. I wouldn't know why you would take a giant glass. Because people know that you took that from a pub. If you just have wine glasses at home, it's like, oh, they have wine glasses. Well, especially, not just that. It's, like, branded with, like, TGI Friday's logos on it. Like, it's oh, not no. just Is a clear glass. Is that the red and white one? The red and yes. white ribbon, ribbon yeah. kind of a thing? Yeah. So yeah. it stands out, in other words. Alan Iverson used to... Oh, yeah, no, it totally stands out. It's obvious she stole it. Uh, Alan Iverson, TGI Fridays. Speaking of things that no one's interested in, why are we talking about Alan Iverson and TGI Fridays? One, we if we brand this episode the T, the Alan Iverson episode, it'll be the most downloads we've ever had. Okay, <laughs> and People the most disappointed everyone will be, which is a high bar. So here we go. Let's deliver. Alan Iverson denies a claim made by a former teammate that he occasionally spent forty thousand at a strip club when he was a Seventy Sixer. He said, first of all, it was like 9,000 at most, and there were never any strippers at the TGI Fridays. <laughs> Unless I brought them. Sometimes I brought a bunch. And I suppose he just contradicted himself in three sentences. And I suppose in those cases, yes, the bill could get up to 40K because they didn't have the endless appetizers thing back then. Delivered. How expensive Worth is it. this restaurant? How much do strippers mean, eat? Were they sumo rest of strippers? You could get, you could get, a, like, you could eat an incomprehensible amount of food at TJ Fridays for like $11. Like, it's not expensive at all. Can we get started on my rundown? Oh my god, yeah, I've been waiting on you. you talking about Alan Iverson, TJ Fridays, and strippers, and blowing your nose, and oatmeal. You did did you hear already. all the oatmeal stuff? Like, you guys do gotta rinse your dishes. It's just not worth it. Like, you just throw them in the sink, and you don't run a little water in it. Like, just put some standing water in those dishes, and then, like, oh my god, the easiest time to clean it. That's a little Harper hint from you. Hashtag Harper hint. I don't know if it's coming true on the microphone, but I'm banging my head off the microphone right now. All right. I got the rundown. Jesus, you're not going to do this, are you? 
Number one on the rundown. Kian ruined something fun. Go ahead, ruin the Kenyon Drake thing. I don't. Even, I'm just assuming that's what you're ruining. Nope, it's not actually. Oh, that was, we should have a segment. Oh, Pat each Mahomes. Week. Are you ruining Pat Mahomes' yeah, throw yeah. pass? That's, oh, that's, that's that's a segment we should have each week. By the go way, go ahead. Just... Go ahead. We're joined by Pete Prisco with an Irish no, accent. No, I'm go not ahead. that. I'm not that. Go ahead. I'm not that. Yeah, let's I'm go ahead. Ruined, let's... I'm not. I'm not really ruining it. Look. I, I was completely okay with it when I saw the, the highlight. I thought it was actually really cool. Great show. I've seen other quarterbacks do it. I've seen Max Mariota do it, most notably. Um, but if you go to the actual All-22 of it, you know the way he's looking to the right and he's staring down the receiver to the right? <laughs> that guy is 40 yards downfield and wide open with nobody near him. And it's a walk-in touchdown. And Mahomes throws it back across his body, blowing into three players. It's a phenomenal yeah, throw. It's outstanding. But it was an absolutely terrible throw from an analysis evaluation point of view. Because he knew they were going to win the game. And so he In had overtime. a little fun with it. Yeah. How about that? They had blown them out so much that they went to overtime. They didn't say blow them out. I said they knew they were going to win the game. It's the Ravens. <laughs> they didn't come in close to losing it at all at any point. Anyway, that's me ruining that. Do you want me to ruin the Kenyon Drake thing too? How do you ruin that? I don't really, but I, I, I kind of... So It was a I, hilarious was, uh, play. When I was very young, I used to play in goals for uh, a Gaelic football team. And in a Gaelic football team, there's 14 people, uh, or 15 people on the field, 14 outfield players, and one goalkeeper. And what the hell are one, you talking about? This is football? You have 15 players on a football field? Gaelic football. Irish football is what it is. I mean, soccer? Talk about soccer? Yeah, no. <laughs> it's a national sport. It's not soccer, okay? Gaelic football is a national sport. I've never heard of it. It's national, not international. So why would you have heard of it? That and hurling exist here. I've heard of a lot of national sports. I'm a sportsman. So Google hurling. Hurling? H-U-R-L-I-N-G. That's that's throwing up. Not not over here, it's not. But anyway. um, What about a caber tossing? You guys ever do that caber tossing? That's Scotland. And you know that's Scotland. Yeah, I like that. I know you guys aren't as strong as us, but I like that. As strong as you, you're hitting your the barrier here for Scottish Scottish strength. That's who you're sending <laughs> off seems, in the Highlands. It seems, un, it seems unlikely. Yeah, that's the this game. game has, this game has prehistoric origins. Has been played for four thousand oh, years. There's, Ireland's there's been reading about us. Ireland has not been around for four thousand years. Yeah, yeah, most of the time we were invaded by England during that time. Go Perfect. read the or don't bother read about it. Go YouTube a video of it because it's just people beating the crap out of each other with sticks, basically. Um, you have sticks. Seriously, you need to look at the sport. It's faster than ice hockey. Use a wooden stick caused called a hurley. Did we not have this conversation already? Called a silitar. Sleotar? Sleotar. Slitter. Slitter. That's not that's not how you spell slitter. Between the opponent's goalposts over and over the crossbar for one point. Uh or under the crossbar into a garden net for goal for one goal. Wait. Yes, that's bringing me back to my point. That brings me back to my point. Let me say my point. You're stop distracting me. Um, The the point of the whole thing was, if you're playing goals, you're the last line of defense, which is the ball is going to pass 14 people before it gets to you. The ball should never have got to Gronk. Like, the the crazy thing to me is Patrick Chung and the defensive back inside of Gronk, they stay deep the whole time. As soon as the ball is caught, why aren't they all coming forward? Closing the ball carrier and tackling. Simple rugby rugby, uh, tactic. you You don't want them to get behind you. How good, how good he's not going to throw it. He's not going to get the worst. I hate you. Uh, but he, the, the the thing that stood out to me in that play, obviously they were wrong to have Gronk on the field because they weren't going to throw a Hail Mary from that far away. But Adam Gase 
had this beautifully designed, worked up play where you throw the ball to Kenny Stills, Kenny Stills turns, pitches it to one guy outside him, Kenny Drake comes from deep, comes late and he takes it at speed and he goes up the sideline. And it's this wonderfully thought out, brilliant play to work. Obviously your chances of working are still really low and they got lucky for it to work. But he has all this thought into this play design and then you look at the rest of his offense and it's like throw 20 screens. Like, how are you that thoughtful about that play and then the rest of your offense is just kind of crap? I don't get it. Anyway. Provided that a player has at least one foot on the ground, a player may make a shoulder-to-shoulder charge on an opponent. Oh, so you can't, like, launch yourself in the air. Why? That's so dumb. You have a stick. Why would you want to launch yourself in there with a stick and just crack a guy, right? Well, here's the beauty of that. In hurling, the closer you are to the player, the safer you are. Because the length of the hurley, of the hurl, it goes past your body rather than onto you. So if you're standing off it, and this is the first thing you get taught when you're a kid. If you're standing off it, you get hit with the face of the hurley. The top of the hurley is bigger than the rest of it. So you get that in the chest. You're like getting slapped by someone with a huge hand. You're like getting slapped by the big short shack. That's what it would be like. So you've got to get close here's to what I, Here's what I think happened. I think you guys had a bunch of wooden spoons and didn't know what to do with it. Wooden spoons? Yeah. Opposed to what Americans did where they play them like musical instruments. Yeah, we made music that that's a joy to the world. Well, this is the best sport in the world, so... I'm not sure what this you is want. the best sport? You just said it's not an international sport. It's not. We kept it for ourselves. What are we talking it's about right now? It's intertwined with Irish history. Uh, I know, it's All better right. than Alan Laverson and TGA Fridays. What? That is not true. I'm going to put up a poll right now. I'm going to put up a poll right now. We're going to see... To a podcast that oh no one has listened to yet. Well oh, done. my God. Anyway, um, I'm going to move down this... Oh, by the way, welcome to Hot Take Route. Because Zach no, I do the intro. It. Welcome to the Hot Take Round. Welcome to Toe Tap Tuesday, Wildcat Wednesday, Thirsty Thursday, Football Friday, Sat on Your Couch Saturday. I'm Zach Harper. That's Kian Fahey. This is also the Interceptable Padraig. So you're very you weren't, you weren't gonna you weren't gonna bring that energy. Doing the introduction is very important energy. to you. Doing the actual topics we've got laid out is not important at all. Oh, I don't want to talk about any of this shit. Are you kidding me? <laughs> General thought on the coaching carousel. Go. Right, everyone keeps asking me who should who should be the next offense coordinator here, who should be the next head coach here, who should be the next defensive coordinator here. Here's the problem. NFL teams have had so much turnover over recent years. Coaches get fired after one or two years, three years. You're not getting opportunities for guys to prove themselves and guys to be coordinators for a long time before they become head coaches. Look, that even Doug Peterson, like that's a massively successful coach, but he was only an offensive coordinator for one year. The guy who followed him, Matt Nagy, he was an offensive coordinator for one, two years. So... The problem is we've gone through all of these coaches so quickly and we're not giving them chances and we're not giving them time that we're running out of options. And now you go, you're going to have guys who are complete unknowns. And my general thought on coaching in, uh, overall is we see 5% of the work that they actually do. So it's very, very difficult. Look at uh, John DeFlippo this week. John DeFlippo is getting blamed for Kirk Cousins not being able to run John DeFlippo's offense. And it's easy to blame the flipper, and the flipper is also going, always going to get the blame because Cousins has so much money invested in him. But when you break down the actual play calling, when you break down what's actually going wrong, it's not really in his control. It's out of his control. But the other counter-argument to that would be the flipper is working with these guys all the way through the week, and he's the one setting these guys up for whatever individual performances they're going to have. So coaching in general is very hard to evaluate, and right now in the NFL, we're at a point where it's impossible to know what the different candidates bring to the table. Like a guy like Vance Joseph is probably going to get fired in Denver this year because uh, John Elway needs someone to blame. And he's only been there for two years. We basically know nothing about him at this point because he hasn't had a chance to kind of stamp his identity on that team. Are you finished Googling or whatever it is you're doing? I put up a poll. 
You want to get the early returns on this? Yeah, I do not. There's going to be zero zero. Uh, you're right, zero zero so far. It just went up. We have 23 hours and 59 minutes left in this poll, though. I should have done a week. <laughs> I like doing you're, a week yeah, on I polls. Love, I love the idea that you're going to come back to this poll at all. You have forgotten. No, here's what, here's what I love. It. That's what I love. Is that when you put a week on it. By the time the week is up, you get a little notification like, hey, your poll results are in. And I've completely forgotten anything that happened with the poll. That's why, why I, I set them for 20 that. minutes. And I only Here, uh, get people to pick a quarterback. Who should, about, so. Who's the next coach that should get fired? I mean, should get fired? Is still Jason Garrett. I know they've won a bunch <laughs> of games, but they're no, still a bad coach team. Yeah, you're rolling. You're a roboting right now. I'm a robot right now. Never been a robot. Never been more alive. <laughs> That's definitely not true. <laughs> no, you know what the that might be true. <laughs> and try and wake up. Next uh, coach you should get fired is probably still Jason Garrett. But I mean, John Gruden <laughs> should with get fired. Thir- with, with 39 votes reporting, we have an 82% for Allen Iverson right now. That's just because Alan Iverson's name is there. Alan Iverson has nothing to do with any of this. He's not actually I put on the up pod. A, I put up a very fair poll. I said, let's settle a pod debate between me and Key and Fahi on this pod. Um, this is not what, is the better to- to- what is the better topic to discuss on this football podcast? Alan Iverson at TJ Friday or the sport of hurling? That's a very fair poll. It's not angled in any way. I didn't, I didn't like, oh, it's like, oh, you want this loser in the sport of hurling? None of that. Put up a very fair poll. Yeah, none of these people know what hurling is. All right, you're ruining everything right now, but I'm not happy with you. Chiefs Ravens! You talked a little bit about how unfun it was. Uh, what else you got? I did not talk about how unfun it was. I just made one. Oh, that's right. You just point. made it unfun. If you were analysis, you super, it was a bad thing. If you like fun, it was fun. Athletic, fun, fun uh, crafty quarterback. But also, I'm not what Pete Prisco did because he was just giving out about it before he knew anything about the other guy being open. So I actually wanted the actual context. Of it. Anyway, um, again, like the Ravens lost on the road in overtime. Your Padre, your Padre Prisco. That's what I'm gonna call you right now. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I know we've used the word Padre before. So Padre. Well, what Padre comes from is Porig, which is the actual name, so it does work. Well done. Uh, Raven, the Ravens lost this game in overtime, close game. Lamar Jackson obviously had a couple of mistakes at the end of the game. You expect that from a rookie. He just got named a full-time starter ahead of Joe Flacco, even though Joe Flacco's back this week. Thank God for that, because this team is actually fun and interesting with Matt Jackson. It's not with Flacco. Ravens, uh, defensively, was really interesting. They played a lot of man coverage, a lot of single high safety. They blitzed 24 times on 53 dropbacks, I think it was. All of their blitzes were five or six man blitzes. There was no seven or eight. It wasn't going crazy. It wasn't uh, selling out completely. And the reason they could do that was because the Chiefs didn't have Kareem Hunt and don't have Sammy Watkins. Like that's what I was gonna. That's what I was gonna ask. You. I was gonna. So Ravens did a good job defensively against the Chiefs in this game. And was it simply because no, no Kareem Hunt, no uh, did Tyree Kill get hurt at some point? No, he played the full game. He had that big play at the okay. very end where they heaved. Oh, so, no, Sammy Watkins got it. Or Sammy Watkins was out, right? Yeah. Um, right. So without those two, then you can obviously you can cover Kelsey different. You can I don't know spy Tyree Kill a lot easier. Like you know, yeah, they it's focused, still a lot of speed, but they, but it's not as many weapons for him to to do. Yeah, they focused on Hill, which was kind of surprising to me because I think you generally focus on Kelsey, but. 
once they thought about it, they have good safeties and they have good linebackers. So they probably kind of thought, Kelsey, if he beats us, he's not going to destroy us. They did put Terrell Suggs on him in the slot at one point, which Kelsey obviously made a fool out of him, made him fall over, turned double move, went the other way and got 15 yards. But there was one play in the game where Hill is covered with a man, uh, a defensive back sitting off him, a cornerback. There's safety help, help over the top and there's linebacker help underneath. And you can do that because Demarcus Robinson is working against press coverage on the other side of the field and he's not Sammy Watkins. He's not going to beat that press coverage and be wide open 40 yards downfield. So there were a bunch of plays where uh, Mahomes had to fit the ball into tight windows to receivers he didn't really want to throw to. It wasn't throwing to Kelsey, which is obviously easier than throwing to Robinson or throwing to DeAnthony Thomas or Chris Connolly, anyone else who's there. So once you take Watkins out, it hurts the receiving core. You would have offset that when you still had Kareem Hunt, a big plays from Kareem Hunt. But now Hunt has obviously gone too, and Watkins is kind of Watkins' loss or absence is, is felt more. The even even considering that, like there wasn't huge numbers from Mahomes, it wasn't a blowout win. It was against a really really good defense. He was still outstanding. They like there's a big focus on Kirk Cousins behind that offensive line and how the Vikings got shut out and because. They're blaming the offensive line now. I think I saw someone from PFF say, that, oh, no quarterback could ever make this work behind this offensive line. That offensive line, it's not like it's Eric Flowers, TJ Clemmings, and Josh Klein. That offensive line is not awful. It's not good, but it's not awful. He right, makes it's, it not, it's, not, it's not the worst offensive line in the league, right? No, like, it's not close to the worst. Well, it's not close to like an, uh, an offensive line that suffocates you and handicaps you. But regardless of how good the offensive line is, their quarterback is making it worse. Mahomes makes it so much better. His... Like, he throws some different arm angles, and I normally hate that. But he makes it work, and he only does it when he has to do it. And he throws some different platforms, so it means his feet aren't always set. He manages pressure. He moves in the pocket. It's brilliant. And in, he can throw from these condensed spaces. You look at, like, the, the kind of the plays that you would point to with other quarterbacks and say, oh, he's under loads of pressure. With Mahomes, he's never really under loads of pressure because he knows he can get rid of the ball quickly. There's a point in that game where both tackles get pushed to his hips, and there's pressure up the middle. He holds the ball, resets slightly backwards, just about in that little moment of time, and then delivers a pass for a first down. It's just outstanding awareness, and it's technically yeah. perfect. Yeah, his pocket presence is insane. Because it really looks like it looks like the it looks like the video game part where you just want to you're kind of just kind of meandering in the pocket just so you can break out and, and get to the sideline. Like it's, I used to do that with Cordell Stewart that way back in the day. I was going to say that's not recent. For, no, that's this not is like Madden, Madden 96 or something like that. Uh, and then you would obviously just, do it. just little you dots do. running around in pretty circles. Much, it pretty much is just, just a little black and yellow dot. Like, it wasn't much. Like you, didn't um, even, you, you surpassed Michael Vick in 07 or whatever that was, and you went straight to Cordell Stewart in 96. Well, because I was going to do the uh, process. So it was like I would do it with Cordell, and then I would do it with uh, I would do it with Cordell or Randall Cunningham. And I would do it with uh, I would do it with Jeff Garcia a lot because he was super mobile in those games. Uh, he was a 49er, so I played with him. No, no, Jeff Garcia was already. Who, am I, who was the white guy I'm thinking of as a lefty? Was that Steve, Steve Young? Young? There you go, yeah. Yeah. The white, who's the white guy who was a lefty? You mean Hall of Famer, Super Bowl champion Steve Young? We don't have any lefties in the quarter. In also the a right lawyer? Now, yeah. He's an accomplished lawyer. Actually, I don't know if he's accomplished, but he was a lawyer. <laughs> um, and yeah, and then you would do it with Vic, you would do it with Cap. Now you do it with Patty Mahomes. Is Mahomes fast in the game? He shouldn't be fast. He's not fast. I don't know. I haven't played Madden this year. <laughs> I imagine Lamar Jackson is great fun on that, though. Oh, yeah, that's a good call. you got to take him out of the receiver core and put him as a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, we've got to change position, see if his rating drops. <laughs> um, no, but I, his, the thing I, you, you, you're going to hear a lot about, in because team, teams and fan bases are switching to draft mode now, and I guarantee we're going to spend two and three months talking about, oh, he doesn't play under center, doesn't know how to work a huddle and all this kind of stuff. Mahomes is in shotgun like 99% of the time, literally like 97, 98% of the time. 
And yeah. he's also, the thing I really like about his athleticism is it's all balance and quickness. He's not fast. Like, he's not straight line speed. He's not, he's not overwhelming physically at anyone. But he just, no, he just has, it's a quick first step. It's like a basketball yeah. player. Like, his, his that's what it looks shift. like. Yeah. It's, um, actually, that's kind of when you mentioned that. It reminds me, uh, this is kind of a weird comparison aesthetically, but you know the way Dirk, when he goes in the post, can kind of turn and do that Dirk shot? And yeah, it's, the one it's, a, it's a level of balance. And you take a guy who's a faster athlete, a guy who's a better athlete, he can't do that. He I, don't know if there's, that I don't know if there's a better athlete than Dirk Nowitzki. When's the last time Dirk I like that. I like that. I like that you, you turned your head like a dog looking to figure out if it's getting a treat. That's what dogs do. They, they turn yeah. their head and look at someone and try and figure out their face. And that's what I'm doing yeah. too. That's the way it works. Changing the <laughs> angles. Dirk, Dirk. <laughs> How do we start talking about Dirk Davidson and Alan Iverson? Um, anyway, yeah, I liked his balance in the pocket. That's what I was saying. Okay. I was going to make a point. Oh, no, it... it in regards to like he has a first step right like a like a basketball player um a quick first step i like i don't know if i've seen a quicker first step out of the pocket uh, and this is like including Vic and including kaepernick like then mahomes Page, sorry no. god i'm trying to make a serious point here okay like oh, that yes, first, it's, it's nice isn't yeah, it? that, that first that first step out of the pocket it's i the only play the only athlete i remember having a quicker first step was alan iverson going into a tgi fridays I've run out of European white big guys. Try County's Bank. Best, best, uh, oh, Paul Gasol. How did I forget Paul Gasol? And Mark Gasol. There you go. Are you just naming yes. white guys? European white guys. Thank you very much. Has right. there ever been an Irish basketball player? I'm not even talking Pat, about the NBA. Pat just Burke. ever. Pat Burke played Pat for Burke? the Phoenix Suns as the backup for Shaq. So Amin probably knows him. First of all, dickhead, you don't have to tell me who Pat Burke is. I know who Pat Burke is, all right? You literally asked me. I said, has there ever been an Irish basketball player? I didn't say, who the Pat Burke? You, you went Pat I Burke? I know who Pat Burke is. No, he didn't just play. He played for Orlando. Like, he's a bald dude. Like, I know who Pat Burke is. Oh, calling him a bald dude is just like high probability guess. He's a white bald man. There's not a lot of those in the NBA. Just a lot of white guys in the NBA, I think. Um, yeah, well, I don't know if he was any good, so I assume you just Cowboys, won. Eagles, he wasn't any good. Cowboys, Eagles, go. We just skipped over Lamar Jackson, by the way. Anyway. Oh, um, oh Lamar Jackson. No, let's talk about Lamar Jackson. I like him. <laughs> he needs better wide receiver play. Uh, Willie Sneed, Chris Moore, and John Brown have all very small catch races. And Lamar, Lamar isn't like... I like John Brown. Isn't John I like, Brown, I like John Brown, too, but here's the style thing. John Brown is good at getting open, very good timing, not good uh, catch radius. It's not, not, he's small. Like, that's just the way, the way it is. You're, unless you're Antonio Brown or Odell Beckham or someone like that. If you're that small, you're going to have a, probably have a limited catch radius. John Brown's good. He just hasn't been on the same page as Lamar Jackson this far. Maybe he's, that a, he's, get a, better. he's a two, right? Yeah, he's, a, like he's he, a kind he of a, a high-end high end two, I would guess. But he's a very specific role. He's kind of a get, get open deep, really, is what you want from him. But they need, they need guys who can win the ball because... Right now, at this point in his career, Jackson's ball placement isn't perfect. It's good enough. It's not like these guys were saying he can't throw the ball, but it does need to be a little bit better to work with these receivers. It's I not, just don't think it's, it's not Trubisky. Happen. Well, right. not Trubisky right now anyway. Trubisky last year right. is a different story, but Trubisky right now right. is a disaster. Um, right. But there were two players in this game. He played really well overall, but there was one 
Uh, sorry, two plays in this game where it showed off his eye level and pocket movement. First one was on first and 20. Romo criticised him for not checking the ball down to a covered receiver three yards over the middle of the field. And it was weird because, for one, it was first and 20. Why would you want three yards checked down on first and 20? So he held the ball, moved in the pocket, made an unbelievable little, little uh, kind of shimmy to work, work between two blockers who were being pushed back into him. Escaped into the flat, threatened to, threatened to scramble. So that drew the underneath coverage up then dropped back and threw the ball over the underneath coverage to a receiver who had come wide open because of his threat to scramble. And I've talked about this previously, but that ability to threaten the defense as a runner and then still have your eyes up and loft the ball over, it led to an 18-yard gain first and 20. It's all because of his eye level. Another quarterback, an athletic quarterback, whatever you want to call it, probably takes that ball and runs straight into the underneath defender and just gets himself tackled. Jackson has that awareness, that technical ability, that understanding of defense and of the coverage to exploit it. The other one was... Uh, where he escaped to the flat again, threw the ball way back across his body, bought time by eluding a, a tackler, and hit Chris Moore in the end zone for about, I think it was about a 60-yard throw. And the ball comes straight in front of Moore. He should reach out, grab it, and run through it. But he doesn't. He's very slow and relaxed and lets the defender come in front of him and knock it away. So it's not really a drop, but it's the receiver's fault that it wasn't a touchdown. So those two plays, again, are just emphasizing that the way Jackson plays is sustainable and it's going to be really, really interesting for the rest of the year. Uh, he's starting this week, right? No Flacco? Flacco's Flacco is on the bench. He's a, it's a Flacco. Backup. Backup. Cowboys-Eagles. Flacco. You're a fuck-up. Zoom in on you. I did it for you. Now there's no production. <laughs> you have to put that up. I'll cut that up this week. Outside of our Allen Iverson story, I'll have to put up as Yo, well. Yo, that Allen Iverson thing is so good. Also, keep in the oatmeal stuff. Keep in the rinse of my dishes. I kept that pod going. Rinse of my dishes sounds like a euphemism. No, I was, uh, was out with this girl last night and uh, went back to my place. She rinsed my dishes, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it does sound like that. <laughs> It doesn't help that you've got that cold voice going through while you're saying that. Barry White is in the corner doing it again. Cowboys, Eagles! You get sick a lot for a guy who lives in a warm climate. I'm not sick. Okay. Like allergies. I, I don't is know that you, not sick? I mean, I, no, allergies aren't sick. I thought it was the same I I, No, I've, I've slept like four hours a night for the last four nights and so they just... I end up sounding like this. I'll get yeah, a good night's sleep tonight. I'll be fine tomorrow. Cowboys Eagles takeaways. Cowboys Eagles. I assume you heard this story about Amari Cooper and Scott Linehan's place. Who? Scott Linehan is the Cowboys offensive coordinator. Yeah, I know that. What and about his place? Why did you say who then? I'm. Yeah, all right. Here, let's let's peel back the curtain. All right. No, you put some, that was you, not a bit. That was not that, a bit. It's not a bit. It's a fucking podcasting tactic where you throw out a thing and I go, oh, what's that? Yeah, Tell you didn't say what's you that, said, don't say who. Glad you asked. Glad you didn't just say, oh, yeah, I know what that is. Next subject. And you start explaining it for the reader yes, or the listener. Your, quest, your like, question was who. Do. It wasn't no, what's that? It was who. That makes no sense. Get I'm better at podcasting. All right? up. Get better at podcasting? It's impossible. The best at it. Anyway, Amari is changing Scott Linehan's plays. Scott Linehan keeps calling 10-yard uh, curl routes for Amari, a stop route, whatever you want to call it. 
And Amari was like, why am I running this road over and over and over again that the defensive backs are sitting on? So for Amari's 75-yard touchdown late in the game in the fourth quarter, the original call was for Amari to run a 10-yard curl route that the cornerback wants to sit on. And Amari said to Dak in the huddle, change this player because they're going to sit in it again. So Dak said, no, let's just run the plays we're, we're supposed to run. And Cooper goes out, lines up and out wide, looks back to Dak, and Dak is giving him a hand signal where he's covering his ear, putting his hand up like that shit and shaking his fingers. And that tells uh, Amari, okay, I'm going to go, what you said, we're going to go and do the nine route and go down the sideline. So the defensive back is sitting on that. Cooper runs right by him, and it's a wide open touchdown, which is hilarious just because Scotland, he's basically just come in, arrived three weeks ago and gone, here, Scott Linhan's play calling this trash. Get him out of here. This is not working for me. But then you go to the final play of the game where he scores the game-winning touchdown and what's the play call? A 10-yard stop route. And what's the defensive back doing? Sitting on that, that, that route. And a Cooper sells it as much as he possibly can. He tries to drive upfield. He tries to sell the out. And then he breaks inside. And the route's perfect. And the throw's going to be fine too if it works against that coverage. But the defensive back is sitting there so the ball gets knocked into the air. And it still works out because they get the lucky bounce and Cooper catches it and goes into the end zone. So Scott Linehan, like... It didn't take Amari a month to realise that the dude has no idea what he's doing. And they got away with it this week. And they won the game, fortunately, because we don't really want Nick Foles again in the playoffs. Although maybe we do after last year. But fortunately, they won that game that way in spite of their coaching still, even though things look and feel good in, in Dallas. Yeah, the Eagles finally have a quarterback. Why wouldn't we want I mean, a Super Bowl winning quarterback, right? I asked this on Twitter. Like, Is Carson Wentz allowed to be called a Super Bowl winning quarterback, Carson Wentz? No, I'm talking about Nick Foles. I know, but that's what I'm asking <laughs> Oh, hell no. See, I feel like that too, but I feel like dumb NFL people will still do it. Right, because that's the thing. It's like, well, he's got a ring. Like, shut up. Charlie Batch, though. Once we got that ring. It should be, you should get a different size ring if you didn't start. If you didn't play in the Super Bowl, you, <laughs> you should get a pink, smaller get a ring. ring. <laughs> yeah. Or a th- a th- actually, I think a thumb ring is probably the worst type of ring. Pinky rings aren't. What's worse? Toe pinky ring, ring or thumb ring? Toe ring. Toe ring. <laughs> toe ring's worse. What if you get the MVP? Do you get a cock ring? <laughs> anyway, uh, Dak didn't play well in that game, kind of objectively didn't play well, threw the ball a huge amount and had over 400 yards of three touchdowns. That normally is enough to sell someone on a performance. But the one thing I do want to note, some, uh, Jacob Bywaters asked me if Dak misses too many throws, and this was something... Dak attempts a lot more difficult throws than most quarterbacks generally. But coming out of this game specifically, he was throwing the ball deep outside the numbers a lot. And that's normally about 50%. 50% there is a really, 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 really good number. So if you get 40%, 35% is about normal. So you don't expect him to hit those throws as as often as you might think. So he was 10th in the league last year. And I think he's probably better at this year than he was last year. So even though it kind of looks like you're missing a lot in that sense relative to what quarterbacks are actually hitting. It's like shooting trees. Like You, you expect to hit trees from at 40% or whatever it is. You expect to hit at the rim at 80% or whatever it is. So the the you have to understand when you're throwing deep and outside the numbers, it's probably the toughest throw you can have. So if you're close to 50%, you're actually doing really, really well. I'm probably like 40%. At the rim? At the rim, please. 40% from the three-point line. By the way, 40% from the three-point line is like historically good. So league you, average, league average is anywhere from thirty-five to thirty-six percent. So just you and Andrew Wiggins. I wish I could remember I the just, name of the other I, dude you were talking about to the Hall of Famer in that thought. What Hall of Famer? Yeah, uh, oh. it's like a month. It's it's a month ago, so it's about seven hundred podcasts ago for you. You're not going to remember him. Okay, I don't remember. 
Um, this Cowboys team surging at this time is hilarious to me. I, like it's hilarious to me that you know that we're getting all this hype or whatever attention for the Cowboys team, and they're going to get into the playoffs and they're going to lose because this still isn't a good team. Here's my thing. Defensively, they look like they're really, really good. Offensively, they still have a lot of problems, but Zeke is also kind of unstoppable. So, I, yeah, they might lose in the first round. It might be an easy win for an opponent. I don't think anyone really wants to play them. If you're in, if you're in that, uh, let's say it's the Seahawks and the Vikings. and You want to play them. No, you want to play them. Who would you rather play, the Seahawks, Vikings, or the Cowboys? Uh, well, I'd rather play Kirk Cousins. There you go. Okay, after that, who would you want to play? Cowboys or Seahawks? Cowboys. I don't want any part of Russell Wilson. Yeah, Russell. I don't, I don't want beauty, any part of Russell Wilson. Kirk Cousins stinking it up on Monday night. Russell Wilson was pretty bad too. Did you not yeah, see but, that interception at the but, goal line? But every single other week, he's really fucking good. So what are we doing? Yeah, but it's Russell Wilson. Really no, it's Russell week. Wilson. You could put him out there with nine children and an ox, and I'm going to pick Russell Wilson to keep him in the game. Where did the ox come from? I don't know. I was like, I need a good left tackle. That's the, that's the one requisite he has. <laughs> Everything else is fine, but you need a good left tackle. Yeah. Fair enough. No, because the Cowboys are going to end up playing Seattle, right? At home, probably, yeah. At this point, that's a 4-5? Which would have been way more fun if Earl Thomas was a Cowboy. Oh, it would have been more fun. Then especially, they would have a chance to win. Especially if they had traded him after he gave the finger to Pete Carroll, which obviously he couldn't have because he broke his leg at that point. But especially if he had. That would have been awesome. Right. Uh, yeah, I'll take the Seahawks in that matchup all day. Next one. I guess we're done with the the old Eagles Cowboys. Rams Bears takeaway. What a what a slugfest. <laughs> what a mess of a game. Uh I just want to kind of quick notes on this. Like obviously both quarterbacks are bad. It's probably gonna waste oh, time. So bad. But the, the thing that really stood out is and it's something I kinda of should have mentioned with the Chiefs and their wide receivers and their skill positions overall. They, when they acquired Khalil Mack, they built a strength on a strength. They added Khalil Mack to a front seven that was already really, really good. And the real kind of value is that you can put him next to Akeem Hicks. And you saw it on the very first drop back for... Or was it the first drop back or the first third down? It was the first drive anyway where Mack beats the right tackle Rob hadn't seen just easily across his face and the right guard can't give any help even after the running back has helped to offer the chip because he's got to deal with Akeem Hicks when you put Hicks and Mack next to each other someone's getting one-on-one and no one's winning one-on-one against either of those guys especially with the Rams like so obviously I'm not someone who's going to come out here and talk up golf but the offensive line in uh, Los Angeles has on the right side, it's kind of struggled a little bit more. I haven't seen it right tackle, right. obviously. And I, I don't even know who's starting at right guard at this point. Because it was Jamon Brown, but he's gone now. I, I, I meant gone, to check this. Uh, but either, either way, the, their performance yeah. and the effectiveness they're not getting from the right side is just not there compared to what it was last year. Uh, yeah, I, for the most part, the, it, the offensive line has been a strength. But um, and who is starting at right guard? Right guard, right tackle. It really isn't that important. Right tackle's having... Because Stafford's on the left side, right? Stafford's left guard. Uh, yeah. John Sullivan's center. Left tackle's Andrew Whitworth. Right tackle's Havenstein. Um, Sullivan's center. I assume Havenstein is Jewish. Whitworth left? I don't know. Ha- what? Havenstein's Jewish? I assume that's a Jewish name. You want me to ask? Yeah, ask him the next time you see him. Next time we're in the bar out, I'm talking. I could text Serena and ask if... Uh, I mean, it's really not that important. <laughs> I was just curious. 
Was that his, I assumed that was obvious by his oh, name. Austin Blythe. That's who they're throwing in there. Yeah, exactly. That's a forgettable name. That's why none of us know that name. Um, anyway, just notice quickly before I jump to games because... John the Flip was firing to me is crazy. Obviously, I'm the number one Kirk Cousins hater, but if you go on my Twitter, you will see me going through every single play in that game, and you will see wide receivers wide open over and over and over again, and him falling over himself, missing them. So I don't think the Flip will deserve to be fired. I don't necessarily think he called good games. I don't necessarily think he had good game plans, but he was not the reason that offense was bad. And we had two questions, one from at Kaz Perchel. Is Wait, I, got, I, got a question. I got a question about the whole thing real quick before oh. we get to the questions. Um, uh... Why is Kirk Cousins defended so fervently on online? Like, is it strictly a? Hey, it's this not was even a, online anymore. Th- it's media people know. Well, I was just talking media people online. So I made some joke about him being a coach killer, and <laughs> someone retweeted it, and then some I don't know some jack fuck from like Roto World or something. I don't know some guy, and in his bio it says, uh, you know, I'm a number one Kirk Cousins stand or something like that. I don't know, but it was like a real media member, and he's like not like Gross. wrong again, try again or something like that. And I just want to be like, you loser, why are you hitching your wagon to this dead horse? Like, why? Like, why? I don't like I don't get it. Was it strictly a I picked him over Robert Griffin the third. I ended up being mildly correct about that. So now I got to ride with this forever. Uh, him not being RG3 got him a lot in Washington. But that doesn't explain like the national guys. Like the national guys just love him because he's like an all shucks quarterback or whatever. And well, he has, he's had put I mean, up some numbers. If we're if we're. We're going to dig into this a little bit and get a little problematic or a little uncomfortable. We can't ignore that the some of the national guys on this level probably played into, like, the whole black guy versus white guy thing with that whole him versus RG3. And, like... And Washington isn't a small market, I guess. You're probably getting people who came up through Washington in the national media, too. So yeah, I right. don't get it because, like... If you applied his him, wanna, him and Josh I Allen, throw, I want to throw out a name. I want to throw out a name that I believe is a racist, and he's a national guy. <laughs> Let's try to avoid doing that. All right, some of us have to still exist well, in this world to some degree. Give us, give us like two months, and then we can do it when, when I'm like finished football season, and we can just get a little bit wild. The stakes have never been lower for me. Yeah, thanks. I'm not a football guy. They've never been fucking higher for me. Um, <laughs> I want to get to these two questions quick because we're already going very long. We've still got to pick games. Kaz Purcell asked, is Vance Joseph the biggest scapegoat, scapegoat in football right now? Yes, he works for John Elway. That's how it works. Uh, kid from Austin asks, how good is Aaron Jones really and how can he get used better? I like Aaron Jones. I think he's good. I think he's phenomenal. I think you don't really have to use him in a specific way to make him good. They have to stop putting him on the bench for John Williams or whatever his name is. Um, outside zone plays would be really good for him. Just get him outside, let him work in space, give him cutback lanes, those kind of options. He's he can do everything. I don't like you could run him on power. You can just throw him the ball all day. That'll work. One quick note: uh, Packers offense play calling was all short, quick throws. It was very interesting to watch. Doesn't really fit their wide receivers, but it fits Rodgers and let Rodgers get the ball quickly again behind an offensive line that was missing three sackers. I think so. Joe Philbin's first impression wasn't bad, even though it's Joe Philbin. <laughs> It's your favorite time of the week. We're picking game. Oh, top three, middle three, bottom three? The game that's sweeping the nation. No, we're picking games. We are not doing that game this oh. week. Top three, middle three, bottom three? It's a game that's sweeping the nation, though. Why wouldn't you want the nation swept? We've got to keep it tidy. I have my microphone right next to me this week, so I can make sure I can say very authoritarianly, we are not doing that game. I mean, I'm going to play it at some point on the podcast. I mean, and not at the end either. Not at the end. That way you have to keep it in. I can edit things out in the middle. 
you're not going to do that. Please, like, Jane's going to edit this. You're going to edit this. Get out of here. All right. Thursday night. Game of the week. Maybe. I haven't looked at the rest of the games. This is a good game. Thursday night. Game of the week. <laughs> Los Angeles Chargers at the Kansas City Chiefs. Are you the game of this midweek from Monday to Friday? Oh, come on. Chargers Chiefs. Chargers at Chiefs. Chiefs are three and a half point favorites. That's a that's a small line for the Chiefs at home. I remember watching this game in Bristol last year in some fake Irish bar in the middle of the country out in the middle of nowhere. And every time Philip Rivers goes, I was just watching I watched the first half of that game. I remember leaving halfway through because I was just bored. But every time the Chargers go and play the Chiefs in Kansas City, it just feels like Philip Rivers has no chance. And they're missing both Melva Gordon and Austin Eckler. It feels like the Chiefs are gonna blow them out. No, oh, but who they have? Who's the who's the Josh running back? Jackson. Just... Oh, sorry, linebacker. No, the running back. No, Josh Not Josh Jackson. Jackson. That's the guy they got. Eckler just got hurt. No, I know. I know Eckler got hurt, but I'm t- they. I, man, I just saw a name that I was like, oh, I didn't know he was the guy. Um, <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking. I have it. It's not Danny Woodhead. <laughs> Jeff Fisher would think it was Danny Woodhead. <laughs> Who's that guy? Again, great podcasting we're doing. Yeah. All right. Never mind. I thought I saw a guy. I guess not. Derek Watt, the fullback? No, no. That's the only other running back they have. There's only one fullback. Geno Smith. Geno Smith, yeah. Throw him out there. Yeah, that, that's... Uh, who do they got in the practice squad that you might know? Um, Trymaine Pope played for the Seahawks before. Maybe that's what I saw. I have a feeling you are just seeing blurs or whatever. Because there's no running backs here. There are no running backs here who are any way familiar with. All right. Chiefs, Chargers. Uh, I love the Chargers in this game. I'm picking the Chiefs. Same. Uh, I also have the Chiefs. <laughs> I just love the Chargers in the game. I think it's going to be close, but I think they end up winning by, you know, I think the Chiefs win by a touchdown. This is like when you introduce sports to someone who doesn't follow sports and they just pick games based on the color of the jerseys. That's, by the way, that's how I do horse racing. So I can't, I'm not, I'm not judging anyone. You judge horse racing by the color of their skin? No, when people people over here are very big into horse racing, and when they bet on it, they look at the the form and they look at all the details of the horse, and I just look at the one that has the funniest name. So I don't know anything. How does that work? How does that work for you? Oh, I lose a lot of money. Okay, but I well, also lose good. a lot of money in football, where I'm supposed to know everything too. So I just feel yeah, like I'm just going to lose process. a lot of money. Good process. Texans. Oh, wait a second. Why is this up there? Saturday. We got a Saturday game. Yeah, that sounds about right. Saturday? Yeah, football's over. Our, our college football's over. Oh, God. Texans at Jets on Saturday. Oh, Jesus. Hey, Sam uh, Darnold and Sean Watson. That's two high draft picks right there. Texans are six and a half point favorites on the road. Give me the Texans. Yeah, I want to take the Texans, but the Jets were kind of interesting last week. Darnold was, like, he again, he gave you that one reason to not believe in him where he threw an awful, awful interception. Wasn't as yeah. bad as uh, Allen, who had two or three awful interception, uh, interceptable passes at least. But Darnold had that one awful interception, and outside of that, he was pretty good. The It's just really hard to pick the Jets overall against the, tech, the Texans overall. With, like, DeAndre Hopkins and Lamar Miller have been fantastic this year defensively. The Texans are better than the Jets, so I think six and a half is probably about right, but I'll take the Texans. Yeah, I'll take the Texans. Uh, Cleveland Browns at the Denver Broncos. Broncos, three and a half point favorites. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to probably take the Browns. It's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. Take the Browns. Browns are winning this game. Yeah, probably. I'll take the Browns. It's, they're still the Browns. You have to kind of get used to them not being the Browns anymore. You know what I mean? What? 
like you still see the Browns hell logo, you see the Cleveland Browns, you just assume losses. You have to get used to picking them to win games. They're five, seven, and one. Winning some games. Okay. Uh Arizona Cardinals at the Atlanta Falcons. It's a bird bash. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> I feel like you're on a high from no sleep. I'm so tired, man. I'm so fucking tired. Like I just need sleep. Like I don't, what am I doing well, with my life? Like why? Sleep. Why? Like what am I doing with my life? Like I'm I'm so tired. Look, just pick against the Cardinals. It's a safe rule. Eight and a half points. So this Falcons team has given up. Yeah, but it's Josh Rosen. Like you, you're arguing Josh Rosen. Great Rosen's call. Great call. No, 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 no. I was just, I was arguing against the Falcons, but it's a good call. All right, I'll take the Falcons. Uh, Detroit Lions at the Buffalo Bills. You know what's interesting about this whole Josh Allen thing? Um, who? Sh- Josh Allen, quarterback for the Bills. Uh, is that he? He is what the pre-draft talk about Lamar Jackson should have been, right? Like throw him at a position that's not quarterback. I think he's. Crazy dynamic. Like, I know he's huge, much bigger than this guy, but why isn't he, like, used like Christian McCaffrey is? The other part I love, the people who even do figure that part out and talk about him changing positions, they never say wide receiver. They always say tight end. The only reason is because right. he's, like, he's a perfect wide receiver athleticism, but you just always go to tight end. Yeah, yeah make him gronk. Uh, <laughs> Bills at Lions. Bills are two and a half points. By the way, you know how uh, people used to talk about Christian McCaffrey as a fullback coming out of college? Did they? That's how broken this system is. It's like, he's a because he's a white. <laughs> What's the next game? Uh, Lions at Bills. Bills are two and a half point favorites. Who cares? I'm, on, I'm actually going to take the Bills. That Lions team is broken, man. Yeah, I'm taking the Bills too, but uh, who cares? Uh, Packers at Bears. Bears are five and a half point favorites at home. Bears. They're just a better team than the Packers, and even though Aaron Rodgers, they're a much there. better team. But Aaron Rodgers. Remember what he did with half a knee. Yeah, but remember that they've been bad for most of this year, and the Bears are awesome. I'm taking the Bears, but I I don't think it's a slam dunk. The week one matchup, like the Bears should have won last. Slam dunk is a a basketball term. Uh, Allen Iverson used to do it uh, both in and outside of a TGI Fridays. I'm going to check on that poll. I'm going to check on that poll. Can you give me the next game at least so I can actually talk about something and not just have dead air? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Raiders at Bengals. There you go. Talk about that one. (laughs) Hey, the Bengals went close with the Chargers last week, so that might be actually all right. Although what I do love from the Raiders right now, Derek Carr is playing that. uh, He's he's hit that window of I'm being competent enough to make you guys believe in me again. So we're going to have Derek Carr back next year rather than moving on from them. So they'll be like, hey, wait. Next year, about halfway through the season, be like, wait, why is Derek Carr terrible? I thought he was competent. Be like, nope, he sucks because you convinced yourself he's good again. I yes. really hope I really hope that Gruden screws up all these picks. That's the like, thing. Uh, someone said it to me. He's like, oh, who would you rather be, the Bengals or the Raiders? And it was like, oh, well, at least the Raiders have a lot of picks. It was like, yeah, but John Gruden's picking us. <laughs> and they just fired Reggie McKenzie. He was actually pretty good at picking, making draft picks. 219 votes in. Oh, on <laughs> what is the better topic to discuss on this football podcast Alan Iverson leading at 79% and uh, how many followers do you have don't worry still 23 hours 25 minutes left how many followers do you have football. like 111,000 and you got 200 votes yeah 20 minutes into this thing yeah that's very very few 
I also put it up at like nine in the morning. No one, no one's awake. Yeah, no one's no awake. One's... It's not like the East Coast is at midday or anything. Right, they're at lunch. They're stuffing their fat faces. Well, looking at your Twitter uh, time. I'm, I'm taking the Bengals minus two and a half. Uh, I'll take the Bengals too. Again, Cowboys at cares. Colts. Colts are two and a half point favorites at home. Uh, one of the questions I got asked this week was, will the Col- Cowboys be able to contain Andrew Luck and that offense? And I kind of feel like they're a good matchup for them. They're, that's the beauty of that defense, so they're a good matchup, matchup for everyone. I'm going to take the Cowboys because I don't think the Colts will be able to stop the run. I'm going to take the Colts. I actually think they will solve this Cowboys defense for a week. Someone did ask me also if I would take Andrew Luck or Patrick Mahomes right now. Which Patrick is, Mahomes? Which is a great question, and I would take Andrew Luck. Not- what? Yep. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> How old is Andrew Luck? He's not old. He's like 28, 29, 30 in that range. It's like he's been in the league for 10 years. He's, he's 29 years old. Yes. Patrick Mahomes. How old am I? I'm younger than Andrew Luck too. You wouldn't take me over Andrew Luck. You're not younger than Andrew Luck. Pat Mahomes is 23. Okay. Wait, did they have the same birthday? No, they're five days apart. Well, six years and five days. The percentage of time we spent Googling on this podcast is not good. Uh, no, we get information. We're an informative podcast. Yes, like what age these two quarterbacks are. We've talked about TGI Fridays and spending money on strippers there. We've talked about rinsing your dishes. I can't stress enough, guys, that you've got to rinse your dishes immediately. Put them in the sink. Because you think about how hard it is to scrub that stuff. Also, you gotta you gotta wash your dishes not fully, but you gotta scrub your dishes. Get get all that food off it before you put it in a dishwasher. You really got to. It's just gonna save you so much energy. <laughs> you don't want to be the disgusting person who still has food on their dishes. Did you ever see that uh, probably sexist skit about uh, the guy with his magic table? No. <laughs> so the guy puts his dirty Google dishes. This he puts his dirty dishes on the on the table every night. Comes back down and they're they're magically clean, and uh, he's sitting there and he's like, "That's oh, amazing! So I've got a magic table. This is outstanding." So he keeps doing it for a couple of weeks, and then uh, his girlfriend or his wife comes up to him and goes, "Will you make sure you wash that plate before you go to bed?" And he goes, "No, no, come here, look, watch. We we'll put it down here, and we we'll go upstairs." And he goes upstairs, and they come back down, and the the the, the plate isn't cleaned. It's it's still where it was. And he looks and goes, "Our magic table must be broken." He turns around and his wife just slaps him. <laughs> She's been the one cleaning it, obviously. Uh, <laughs> I don't uh, know if that's sexist, but it's... <laughs> there's, 90, there's 90 seconds of my life I'll never get back. Oh, Titans fantastic. at Giants. Giants, two and a half point favorites. Um, I'm taking the Titans because I don't think the Saquon Barkley will run over them the way he did over Washington. Not to, uh, not to steal from the great Mina Kimes, but tighten up! Okay. Tighten up! Tighten up. I get it. Uh, give me the Titans. Dolphins at Vikings. God, here's a shit fest. Uh, Vikings are six and a half point favorites. I like the Dolphins in this game. Yeah, the Dolphins pass rush hasn't been great over recent weeks, though, which is one thing that concerns me. That might kind of help the Vikings kickstart their offense. Uh, it's like, how, how are we talking about the Dolphins if they don't have that final play last week? We're talking about them blowing another game. So, 
I'm actually going to take the Vikings. Yeah, but, but against the Patriots. Like, you expect them to blow a game against the Patriots. Yeah, I suppose. But I'm going to take the Vikings because def- on that defensive line, they're just going to be all over Tannehill. He's not going to have any time in the pocket with, with Everson Griffin, Stephen Weatherly, uh, Sheldon Richardson, Daniel Hunter. That's way too much time. Like, you can, you can destroy the Dolphins' offensive line with random guys. You can, you, if you're going to have all pros across the, across the four positions, yeah, they're going to be all over Tannehill. I, I'm going to say Kirk Cousins throws three picks. I bet you he has the best game of his life because they've changed the offensive coordinator, and that's what happens sometimes. Bucks at Ravens. Ravens, seven and a half point favorites. Ooh, that's tough because you know in halftime, Fitzmagic's going to come in. You've been wait. waiting for that for the last month, and it just hasn't happened. Winston's what do you mean it hasn't happened? He hasn't come in. Winston's been playing. Oh, man. Not the last month. It's about a month now, yeah. But I'm taking the Ravens, obviously, because the Ravens are a good football team, and the Buccaneers suck. Yeah, the Bucks are terrible, but no. Fitzpatrick had a game like three weeks ago, didn't he? Which is so far away from a month ago. It's such a huge dis- difference. It's not a month. You know what's closer? Guess what? Guess what's closer in time? Is it three weeks or is it a month? Guess. Just go ahead and guess. No, there are no wrong answers here. What if I don't guess at all? Is that a wrong answer? Oh, boy. Uh, what other game do we... Oh, who am I taking in this? Uh, oh, Ravens, yeah. All right, Washington football team at the Jacksonville, Jacksonville Jaguars. God, what a horrible, horrible game. Just for people at home, I don't check the schedule the week ahead, so I never know what games are coming up. And so that's my actual honest reaction to that matchup. Jags are six and a half point favorites. We still got the hype train, baby. Cody Kessler. Yeah, well, it's not much of a hype train if you're asking me if he's still playing. I don't know. I don't know if they named Blake Bortles the starter again. I don't know what they did. I assume they haven't. God be <laughs> I'm gonna take the points, Washington, because. Give me the Jags. Cody Kessler hype train. I'll switch it to Washington if they if they sub in Blake Bortles. You're going to drown on that Cody Kessler mode. Oh man, never th- never thrive more. I've never thrived more on a pick. Never lost. What you sound like never. right now? Seahawks at the 49ers. Oh my god, what an awful. <laughs> we have some great games this week. <laughs> Obviously, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want another spread. I don't want another spread. I'm taking the Seahawks. Five and a half. Uh, is that all? You know what? That Chargers Chiefs game is the game of the week. I'd like an apology <laughs> for that. I would like an apology for you. I don't know what uh, about that Saturday right, night barn burner between the Texans and the and the no Texans and who? Who are they playing? Uh, Jets. I ruined it. Never mind. All right. Uh, Patriots at Steelers. Boy, this podcast feels like it's going on a long time. It is. That's why I told you to hurry up earlier. Yeah. Uh, uh, you spent the first 10 minutes talking about on, nothing. Patriots are one and a half point favorites on the road. I'm taking the Patriots. So I don't trust the Steelers, especially with Ben Roethlisberger out here blaming everyone for everything. Same. Eagles at Rams. Rams are nine and a half point favorites. That's a lot of points. That's a Nick Foles number, man. I'll go Eagles, but I think the Rams win. That's too many points. I'm gonna take the Rams. I think they're gonna destroy the Eagles because the Eagles don't have don't have cornerbacks, and the Eagles' season is basically over now. So what have they got to play for? The Rams are coming off of a game that was like their worst under McVay, I assume. So they might want to rebound here and make a little bit of a statement. And I'd assume Todd Gurley gets 15 to 20 carries and has 190 yards. Oh, they're definitely gonna have more girl power out there. Everyone's gonna be screaming, "Get it, girl!" I knew that was coming. <laughs> but now you're robbing. Now you're stealing content. I mean, that girl is on fire. Yeah, you're stealing Serena's content. 
I'm reading her tweets. Literally. Yeah, I got a whole. It's it's right there. At Serena, and girl, G U R L. Get it, girl. Girl celebrating a sweet sixteen. That's why I believe when he had a sixteen touchdown. That girl got it. One hundred emoji. That girl is a real crowd pleaser. You can't take the girl out of the end zone. You're gonna lose that girl. All right, sorry. Is that all? Or is that girl uh, a real crowd pleaser? Is uh, what reference was that again? I don't know. That's what's her name, the singer. Alicia Keys, isn't it? She has a lot of girl references, Alicia Keys references in there. Anyway, let's get this over with. Uh, all right, Saints at Panthers. Your Panthers suck, by the way. They do. Saints are six and a half point favorites, but this is the Saints on the road. Yeah, but it Saints should be road, 16 and a half. Panthers are... I, I, the Panthers, like... We could have had a good playoff run. We could have had a lot of fun. We could have had the Panthers in there as a wildcard team. Team no one wants to play, but instead we're going to get Kirk Cousins and the fucking Vikings. <laughs> So, yep. like, the Panthers let me down, and for that reason, they can go fuck themselves. Ooh, Saints. I'll go Saints. Saints. You've got yeah. to take Saints. Uh, what else we got? Oh, the game that sweeps the nation. Thanks, Top everyone. Three. See you next Middle week. three. Bottom three. Let's go through this. All right. <laughs> Top three. You're <laughs> hanging your head on the microphone. Uh, we'll clean that up in post. We cool. wait. No, we won't. Yeah. So top three, middle three, bottom three. Game is sweeping the nation. Bottom. Uh, so 32, Arizona Cardinals. Worst team in football. Easily the worst team in football, right? Yeah, 31, so. Oakland Raiders. Easily the worst team in football as well. Should have been tied, really. They're both tied for 32, but there is no 31. 30th team. the Jaguars be, be the 49 team and the third best team in the league. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> I forgot I did that. That's a good bit. That's a good bit. So, so number seventeen, my seventeenth best team. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Dolphins. Not just because of the Miami Miracle. All right. I like speed on that team. I love the way you retweeted playing. this poll to try and get more votes, and it's still only at two hundred and forty-five. Yeah, you reheat it. Um. All right. Let's go. Sixteenth best team. I'll go Eagles. 15th best team. I'm going to go Packers. It's strictly an Aaron Rodgers thing. And then top three, third best team is going to be Chicago Bears. How about that? A little surprise. We that don't. Means one, it means either the Saints, Chiefs, or the Rams aren't in it, right? So my number one team is the Rams. My number two team, it's the Chiefs and the Saints. Combined. Tied. So they're – hold on a second. So the Bears beat the Rams. But the Rams yeah. are better than the Chiefs and Saints team combined. Yeah. Makes you know sense. Why? You know why? Because in this scenario, guess what I've done? Made I've taken Sean, I've taken Sean Mannion off the roster of the Rams. And I replaced him with Cody Kessler. So now Cody <laughs> Kessler is both the starting and the backup quarterback for the Rams. Is he playing linebacker too? It's a bullet train. Race? You know what this is? It's the Polar Express, baby. You can't stop it. We're going through, the, we're going through Siberia. We're going through Asia. We're delivering presents. Christmas time. Cody Kessler is a Christmas present to the to the world. It feels more like that training, that really bad sci-fi film where someone or the guys at the back are poor and forced to eat bugs. Oh, Snowpiercer? Yeah, feels more like that, that train movie for me. Sucks. 
That movie sucks. And everyone it. who says that movie, no, that movie sucks. And everyone who says it's good, like, I get it. I've also taken a sociology class. I've also taken philosophy 101. Like, I get it. I know, like, eh, I took that. that. I was not no, thinking that is. much when I watched that's that film. I sat down and watched no, that film more. Go, tweet, yeah, that, go right. tweet that that movie sucks and see the responses you get. And it's all just I a bunch of, I took philosophy 101. I took sociology. Like, that's all it is. <laughs> oh, what? People on Twitter are thinking too much and trying to. Toe Tap Tuesday is done! Especially because it's Wildcard Wednesday when we recorded it. Tomorrow's going to be Thursday, Thursday. We got football Friday. And it's going to come out. Sat on my couch and watch the Texans Saturday. That's what it's going to be because we have the stupid ass Saturday game. And then tighten up Sunday. Choo choo. Can't wait to put out the you cleaning your dishes part. It's going to be great. It's so good! That's informative. Informative. <laughs> Not a lot of people do that. I would hope most people do that. Oh, man. All right. All right. Go to sleep. Get rid of these allergies. Yeah. What? Like fucking steroid injections or something? Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, man. Steroids have lift this whole apartment building off the ground. That's not those kind of steroids. That's a different type of steroid. (laughs) I hope you're still recording. I am.